Welcome to iHeartGeek. Hey, everybody, it's a new episode of iHeartGeek. I am your girl, Miss Geeky Page, Courtney, and joining me is Blize and Tyler and Kevin, and we are going to talk about episode two and episode three of, of Ms. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. we liked it so much we're coming back for more we're doing it more again all joking aside we're actually going to be talking about ms marvel episode two and episode three of ms marvel we had a little snafu with all of our schedules last week listeners so we're sorry we have to double up on you but we think you'll enjoy it anyways too busy so let's living get a- life it is. Let's say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Blize, how are you today? Uh, doing good. Uh, last night, me and the fam went to go see Lightyear uh, pretty late, so a little bit tired, but you know what? I'm excited for Miss Marvel. It's perked me right up this morning. Uh, Tyler, how are we and what are we doing today? Oh, we're doing good. Yes, I was part of the reason we uh, had snafus with the scheduling. Sorry, I was out in Vegas with those two folks right there. Yep, he was out playing with us. (laughs) Yep, yep. You know, being from the East Coast, it was a lot. So uh, uh, today we're just uh, just relaxing, got a couple errands to run, shows to talk about. Excellent, excellent. Kevin, how are we this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're all energy drinked up. I worked late last night, so it's the early morning for me, but we're we're good. I'm ready. Uh, today, we got Forbidden Door, which I'm very excited. They were going to see Kitty Omega and Claudio. Boom, boom. I got it in. If our listeners don't know, and you do know, but if you don't know, Kevin is a huge wrestling guy, so this is his thing, but we're not talking about wrestling. We're talking about Miss Marvel. And let's get right into it. One thing I do want to say is, listeners, we share a Marco Polo channel where we all talk about these before we come and talk about them to you. My favorite polo from this series has been Kevin's daughter, River, coming into the polos going, I love Ms. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And we're glad because I think we all love Ms. Marvel, too. One thing I will say is it was announced today that Ms. Marvel has become the highest streamed Marvel show on Disney Plus. Isn't that interesting? Wow. mm -hmm, It's most in demand and it's the highest streamed. And I think that is a testament to how adorable this show is. So the first episode, second episode is It is. It's extremely wide reaching. It's and it's I mean, it's doing a lot. It's doing a lot for the Desi and the Pakistani community, which is very, very cool. But as you said, Kevin, it's pretty re- wide reaching. I think it, it reaches, like, I'm loving this thing. We know Rivers, you guys are loving it. Rivers loving it. Kids yeah. are loving it. Highest streamed show on Marvel so far on Disney Plus. So that's pretty amazing. The first episode is called Crushed It. The second, the well, sorry, second episode is crushed. The third episode is called Destined. There's a lot to unpack. Let's get into it. Let's do a quick overview of that second episode, which starts with the ramifications of what Kamala did at AvengerCon. So we see more of the Department of Damage Control, but we also see Kamala really, Kamala start really kind of getting into her powers. 
So let's just do a quick brief overview or thoughts on guys. What did you guys think of this episode too? I'm going to start with Kevin. Um, I enjoyed it. I, um, I mean, I just enjoyed the show in general. I love where it's going. Um, I love how it's not uh, giving us a lot of answers. We do need an exposition show later on. Um, but uh, right now it's just been piece after piece after piece. And I just love what they're building, what they're building here, you know? um the uh bruno bruno's a great character he you know he is yeah yeah he's he is her little sci-fi uh technology nerd guy um and every good superhero needs one um man in the and, chair uh, yeah yeah i just i, I enjoyed it i like i like her the mystery about what her whole family is doing right now tyler how after uh, that two, second episode you know it was it was a fun episode it wasn't i mean there was some serious developments but it wasn't super heavy um it was more just her coming into her powers and i thought that was fun the whole sequence of her on the roof and everything just kind of throwing out the stepping stones and stuff which looked like it might have been inspired by that the game he was playing on his cell phone earlier on in the, in the episode mm-hmm. um because you saw a very similar thing happening mm-hmm. and it was uh it was it was nice just to see see her kind of playing with that and getting better and better and then, of course, you know, Bruno, where you're getting a lot more of that, you know, lovesick puppy dog kind of vibe out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets the the death blow of, you know, you got to go to Caltech and leave her behind. He's like, uh-uh, you got this new guy showing up. No way. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't go anywhere. But, yeah, it's, uh, and then obviously more of that comes later on. Um, introducing the new character, too, uh, Cameron. You know, that was, <laughs> was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kept calling Bruno Bryan and you know, it, it's clear that, you know, right off the bat, she's like, okay, here's my guy. You know, she got yeah. the crush going on. Um, yeah. Cameron, you know, gonna he's pretty much right out of the comics. I, I'm hoping later on we see see him do his whole translucent powers mm-hmm. set that he's got going on. Uh, you know, get that look to him. That's going to be interesting how they do that. Um, yeah. One thing I will say, we have QR codes throughout these episodes um if you spot them tyler is our qr code yep and all all three episodes so far if you'll allow me um episode one absolutely in the store after school there's a qr code on the wall it led you to miss marvel number one um in this episode episode two in the hallway of the school there was a qr code on the wall that took you to uh miss marvel 15 where cameron is a prominent you know character um and then in episode three there was also in her room another qr code that led you to magnificent miss marvel number one so uh yeah keep an eye out for those that's a really good catch tyler i did not catch that so i'm glad that you caught it and let us know that's pretty great i think that's a great that's a great tool that they've started you know we we mentioned they started incorporating it into moon Knight, and i'm glad they're kind of keeping it here because it's it's a fun little easter egg and like I said, I completely missed it. So thank you for catching it, letting us know about yeah. it. Um, yeah, one thing I was going to touch on is this is definitely, they're introducing Cameron in this episode and we see him also in episode three. And he has powers, which, and he they are inhuman granted powers in the comic book. So it'll be interesting to see if we see them in this season of Miss Marvel, which I think we probably will. Um, and where they come from, because they're, we're going to talk about it in this episode. 
I think Blythe and I are still on the same page that we were as to where the powers come from, but we look like we're in the minority if you do research and where all of the other people well, are thinking the powers are coming from. Maybe. But before we jump into that, I let's have get to on that. Right. We'll jump on into that, but I want to get Blaise's thought on episode two and even episode three. Uh, episode two was great. Uh, I mean, both episodes have been great. The, the whole, the whole show, the theory crafting behind it, um, just kind of, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, episode two with the training montage, who doesn't like a good training montage? Um, yes. And like Tyler said, it really, they did a really good job of showing what, that would kind of look like through the eyes of someone that age like you have this power where you basically are able to to make things show up um that's just your kind of mind is creating and why wouldn't you do it like a video game right like a video game that you're familiar with so in this is how you know this this player travels in this game you're like oh that makes sense for this power and you just you do it in real life um i will say that I had a moment in the second episode where I was just cringing and that's the moment where she's saving the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then she yeah. starts, she starts showboating and it's like, he's not, a, you know, it's like the kid's right there. Yeah. Just get him, just get him over to safety. Just and him. then, yeah, and then do your, your poses. One foot. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man, mm-hmm. You just knew it was yeah. coming. And I was just like, Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah and then we um episode three we have the introduction of the the gin or the clandestines or whatever you want to call them dip into in just a second yeah um and also just the um kind of the 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 revelation that bruno's going to caltech and her now having to deal with that and just we're getting like like you guys said we're getting a lot of pieces to a lot of different things so yeah we think next episode hopefully the next episode we get like a good solid like flashback scene where we get a good amount of exposition as to what's going on so the last two episodes because it's six right so the last two episodes yeah six episodes we get can be all um wrap up Mm -hmm. yeah so um before we jump into the meat of it with you know the gin and the clandestine and and all of that good stuff um some some stuff that i thought yes i kind of agree with you guys on that whole cringe moment where it's like just just grab him just grab the kid yeah. save him come on you can do this but well, i will she's say a teenager. That, exactly that's the thing she's a teenager yeah. she mm-hmm. now all of a sudden has all these people's eyes on her and she you know she's got to stick the superhero pose which i thought was very cute the way that they did it what a poser exactly because it was done from a person that's like been wanting to do it their entire life so she kind of yeah. like it was just really and, her, and her smile when she stuck it was just beautiful um i will say that the training and this is going to make me old as usual but the training montage made me feel a bit like the greatest american hero mm-hmm. um for the for the listeners who don't know what that is, it was a TV show in the eighties, and it was a everyday guy was gifted a suit of like a Superman suit that gave him Superman powers, and he literally had no idea how to work them most of the time, and he would fly into the wall, and he would you know just not be good. So the training montage kind of felt a little bit like that. I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just me feeling that way. The other really 
fun thing that I, I really loved about both episodes was the Bollywood influence to it because, you know, they talk about it, the Cameron and, and Kamala when they're in the, the, they bond over the love of Bollywood movies and some of the, you know, great, great Bollywood stars, which one of them we will mention is, they mention is an eternal Mm -hmm. Um, Kingo, which you know, he's not. SRK is Shah Rukh Khan for people who don't know, and he's one of Bollywood's greatest heroes. Um, in fact, he played in a Bollywood movie called Ravan, which is pretty much a Bollywood takeoff of Iron Man, and it's quite good. Um, and then, of course, there's the big, there's the, the dance number at the wedding, which is just straight out of a Bollywood movie. But when she starts singing and dancing around the house after meeting Cameron, um, yeah. that's also kind of a Bollywood nod as well. Cause you know, a lot of Bollywood movies are musicals. And so they just kind of randomly start singing and dancing, which is really cute. So I, I love the Bollywood flair. It's really leaning heavily on the Desi and the Pakistani culture. And I absolutely adore it. Kevin. So, so here's, so here's the thing about that. I love that too. So with people, like, I, I know sometimes people give, like, a hard time, and um, it's like, oh, well, why are we leaning so far heavily in that, or why? Well, one of the reasons why the show is so popular right now is the largest demographics in the world, the United States is number three. Number two is India. Number one is China. And then I think it's, like, number four or five is actually Pakistan. So it's like some of the largest demographics in the world right now we're actually hitting, which is not the U.S. So I really, I appreciate it. Um, I love the culture they're showing. They're doing it in like the best way possible. Um, I've traveled around and it's so funny to watch the interactions between the, how they say auntie every, every time and, and yeah. uncle. And, and that's actually real. Whenever, whenever I traveled, it was all the uncle money room around. It was, you know, the same thing. Um, and just the relationship. I just, I really appreciate how heavily they're leaning into it. And I think I that's a strength of this show too. It, they're, yeah. they're, the balance that they're doing, because they can lean into it, but it's not just so saturated to where you're like, am I even watching a Marvel thing? Exactly. Like they're, they're balancing it just right where they're including it, but mm-hmm. yet you do realize like, and, and I was thinking about it last night, like this show feels way more comic book than a lot of everything right? well, we've gotten mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. The colors, not, everything. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. just with the colors mm-hmm. and the way they, they use the sets and the lighting and just all the things um, and the, the structure of it and stuff. It's just, it really feels very comic book where mm-hmm. like Moon Knight was like an awesome dark movie or, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think yeah. the balance is real good, and I'm, I'm liking the, how they're how they're using, you know, all those aspects. And for the show, Illuminantes had <laughs> the Illuminantes had me rolling. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Illuminati. Well, you know, and for a show that I, for one, was not excited about. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was mm-hmm. I was happy because I knew my daughter was gonna like it. it. It really, you know, the young girl superhero. But I was not excited about the show. And as much as it has pulled me in, and actually, like you said, it feels like an actual comic book. You're watching a comic book. I, I just think it's, it's beautiful, beautifully done. Every time, after every episode of the show, I sit back and I'm like, man, this is a beautiful show. Everything about it, it's, just, it's a beautiful show. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know we thought it was going to be Marvel Degrassi and you know, it ended up being a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's wonderful in that aspect and it's pulling in a lot of people clearly because it's the highest streamed show. So it's hitting it's hitting all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so let's use this rules like kind of segue segue into the meat of of these two episodes and we're going to kind of discuss them as like one giant episode and that's just because we we're doing two episodes in, in an episode so sorry about that listeners um what i what i also enjoy about this is there there are when they talk about the things that have happened in the past when they talk about the partition which for listeners who don't know is the separation of pakistan from india and also from the the british rule ending in india um because that's a fairly recent event so that's part of what that is right there um that's what the partition is is when it kind of they pulled out there's real world consequences so it's not they don't kind of sugarcoat it in this where they talk about okay this happened and then everything was lovely and no, especially in the tomb scene when they find the bet, the bangle, the bracelet, the the characters which we now know to be to be Jin or the clandestine or the unseen, which I'm sure Blythe will tell us the significance of the unseen, which they're mentioned, on how it ties back to possibly what is. Um, we learn we learn that okay well these are the things there's no sugar coating it's not indiana jones it's like here's what happened this is where we're at and this is what we've got so let's talk about that scene in particular because there's a lot of stuff in there some yeah. stuff i've seen people have noticed and others seem to have missed so let's talk about it i'm gonna head over to Blize and let him talk about the temple scene because there's some stuff in there. Blythe, take it away. So yeah, the, so the temple scene um, seemed to be like our biggest hint as to what is going on uh, with the bangle and with the um, kind of the roots of, of her powers and everything like that. There was a couple things. So we open up to the temple scene and right away you see um, the Ten Rings. So this was the uh, prominent um, like visual stand-in for... Um, uh, the Mandarin that so that sign is his sign of him conquering um, basically the whole known world while he was in power so that temple is is his temple because I believe mm-hmm. the the Ten Rings um, sigil um, was created by him so mm-hmm. what whatever he was doing or his um, Maybe it was one of his uh, sanctuaries or whatever the case may be um, in uh, the Pakistan area or in the India area. Because um, like I said, he was conquering the world at some point. So it's it's safe to say that he had outposts all over the world. Um, in there, we also see um, when they find the, um, the bangle, it's on a blue arm. Yeah. Um, a blue arm that doesn't look to have decomposed um which it's safe to say that it's probably of Cree origin um, yeah. in the, in the mm-hmm. mcu we know that the Cree um are the creators of the inhumans if you go back to uh, agents of shield mm-hmm. where the Cree um were highly used in that show um so yeah it's 
it's my thought, and I know it's it's Courtney's and and your guys maybe uh, maybe your guys is too. I know Tyler did a a nice little research dump before we went to this episode, so he may have some thoughts. Um, but it's looking like it's going to be Cree, and it's going to be tied to the Inhumans, um, mm-hmm. and that's where the powers are going to to come from. Whether the bangle is some form of Terrigen crystal or uses Terrigen energy. Um, and that's how the, the, um, the powers are unlocked and it's in her blood because her, um, was her great grandmother was mm-hmm. the one that used it Aisha. Um, yeah. during the partition. So, um, yeah, we will, we will see, but it, it um, that's what I'm thinking. That's where I'm at mm-hmm. with it. I know we had some mentions of the Eternals, but I just don't, I don't see it going that way. Yeah, everything that I've I've read and when I've done my little researching, everybody seems to think that it's going to end up being Eternals tech. But I'm with Same. I'm with Blize. I think that's a bait and switch um, because there is mention of the Eternals throughout. There's little things throughout. Like I said in episode two, we learn about we hear Kingo mentioned a couple of times um and then we you know we see things that kind of lead us to the eternals but i I honestly believe that we're looking at something that is going to be in humans tech in a way and it's because of the reasons that we talked about before where they seem to be marvel seems to be trying to bring the the inhumans back into the marvel universe from that terrible trailer show um kevin what do you got for me so uh Tyler kind of mentioned it earlier about about Comron being being part of the Inhumans He's as well. So my Inhumans, yeah. yeah, so my my thought is that so these the Jinn or whatever the the Klonenstein or however they are they actually are that that group. They're all about the same age. Mm-hmm. They're all about the same thing. But what they've done is they've adopted Comron, and now they're trying to take. Uh, Kamala because they are inhumans because they're trying to unlock this thing and that's mm-hmm. why there's there's a split there's a split here what's going to wind up happening is that we're going to we're going to wind up seeing that it's actually Kamran is not a clonistein he is actually also an inhuman which is going to mm-hmm. tie everything back together mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah I, and I, and I and piggybacking on that and disagree with me all you want guys because that's that that's what makes this super fun um if cameron is an inhuman which we believe that he is an inhuman being based on it we don't know for sure that he's actually the son of sana yeah he's just been told he's the son of sana so it's very possible because they've been trying to get home for however many thousands of years He's an inhuman in the comic books. He has this light power, this light bending power. Nor we know means light. They're trying to get back to the Nor dimension. Maybe they they adopted him or kidnapped him or took him or whatever to try to use him to open that door the same way that they're trying to use Kamala and the bangle. So, I mean, it's very possible. And I feel that they're probably going to team them up. He's going to, because they've already done, done a little bit of it in this where he kind of goes against them to protect Kamala. So I think we are, we are honestly seeing the inhumans. So let's talk a little bit about the djinn and I will say, I do not think she is a djinn, um, but there's a couple of reasons. One, I just don't think 
it works with the way that they're setting up her story. But also there is, there is a very important factor with the character actually being a Muslim girl as well. Why they, I feel Marvel won't make her a Jen, but we'll talk about that in a second. So let's do a little deep dive. They are in fact, the Jen are actually a Marvel, Marvel characters. They're known as the clandestine. Uh, Sana also says that they're referred to as the unseen. And for those who don't know that deep dive, the unseen are actually, they are the same thing, but they are also a race of, of characters that can go under the radar of the watcher so the watcher cannot see them that's why they're referred to as the unseen so there's our little tie back to what if because they can exist but they're not seen by the watcher who in all intents and purposes can see everything can't see them so that could be why they've been allowed to kind of function as long as they have throughout the history of the world and not be seen by the watcher and be punished for being somewhere that they're not. I think there was a, there was a, might even have been like a deep cut nod to the gin and the clandestines and all that and the formation thereof um, in, in the little gin family, I guess we'll call them gin or clandestine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Adam is the one, uh, the one uh, kind of, smart aleck dude listening to the ipod and stuff in the family and they're Mm -hmm. like he just he latches on to the dumbest parts of humanity you know (laughs) um he he also says you know well this is my house and this and that at some point and stuff and adam may very well be a nod to like um adam of ravencraw um who ends up falling in love he he, in the middle ages falls in love with the djinn and their descendants become the clandestines in the Um, comics yeah thanks for bringing that up and uh, so I'm not wondering if, the, you know, that was kind of a nod to that, um, which would be kind of cool. You know, yeah. like, nice little deep cut reference there. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you know, would that make them Jin or the descendants who are the clandestines? You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards they're, they're the clandestines. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see. And, you know, I also think that there's a lot of nods to maybe Marvel taking some liberties here and, there's a lot of Cree hybrid mm-hmm. type stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not so much. I don't think it involves Eternals at all. I think I think Ten Rings, the the Bengals, all that's Cree tech. Yeah. Um, I think there's Cree a lot of clues, or at least a lot of hints or nods towards that. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I I very much agree with that. Um, I, I think we have solved. Uh, I mean, I know everybody's kind of jumping around right now throughout all of the internet uh but like i I really i really feel strongly about our our theory here is that we're actually talking about two different groups that they're not actually um miss marvel and and uh comron are not uh clandestine they're actually are humans i I feel very Mm -hmm. very strongly on yeah yeah yeah, it's it's kind of implied that Sana tells Kamala that she's a djinn, but she I don't believe she is. I think it's just a bait and switch. I think it was a situation yeah. where no. she knows she needs this young girl and her power to do give her what she wants. So she brings her into their family. Yeah. Going, okay, well, you're one of us. Yeah. She's not. She's absolutely not. And I mean, on the cultural side of it, I will say that for Muslims, followers of the Quran, 
it is it is forbidden to worship or or believe in jinn and so that's a big a big cultural clash that marvel would have if they ended up making their first muslim superhero a jinn so that's why i think it's it's just it's not it's not happening i think it's but it's it's there to kind of put that in the mind one other thing i will say too is in the comics the clandestine the jinn they have lots of run-ins in dealing with the fantastic four so that's another another way of bringing in even more of the universe um and they also they also have a lot of dealings with the x-men so we have other two other huge character houses that these clandestine characters fight with constantly throughout now we would need so, the x-men before we get in humans though wouldn't we like, we already have keep, the inhumans you know Oh, yeah. 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 In all You're actuality, we already have the humans because while the TV show is terrible, it's yeah. it's out yeah. there and it's yeah. you know, it's canon. Now whether sorry, I whether, have a block on that because yeah, it looks so bad. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Um whether whether we keep that group of inhumans, you know, whether whether when they get introduced back, which I think is absolutely happening, um they keep that set of actors and they don't recast it and they don't don't just kind of scrap that as a multiverse thing and then start over is is to be seen um i think for sure we're going to get the same black bolt only because we got him in multiverse of madness so we he's have the inhumans bolt. already yeah i mean he's a good black bolt we already we have, have the inhumans so it's it's this is an easy one to start dropping in yeah. we only have we only have um, my brain stopped. I'm sorry, guys. We only have Reed Richards so far from the Fantastic Four having been introduced mm-hmm. in multiverse. And we don't correct me if I'm wrong, Blaze, because you're probably better at this than knowledge-wise. I don't think we've technically, with the exception of Professor X, been introduced to any of the X-Men thus far technically in the mcu is am i right on that yeah we i mean there's been little hints at people being mutants or having mutant abilities but you also could write those off as being in humans um i mean technically we had quicksilver i'd say quicksilver (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah. which could still be quicksilver we don't we don't know um Mm Uh, but yeah, there's just the there's a lot. Uh, you also have the Inhumans from um, Agents of Shield. So you have mm-hmm. Quake. We have Quake in the universe. Um, she was a prominent Inhuman. Um, you mm-hmm. also had little um, like hubs of Inhumans from that show um, that they introduced. They introduced Yo-Yo, uh, which I'm not sure if she she died or not in that show. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot that they can do with the kind of seeds that they're planting all over so you've got inhumans Mm -hmm. you've got ties to the fantastic four you've got ties to the x-men even saying the word unseen that was a huge plot point in the comics for uh, the original nick fury um the original nick fury was um a character called the unseen which was basically like the watchers um for a while he was like the watchers little like plant in the universe so the unseen could see all the things that the watcher could see um but he could also intervene 
and the watcher says yeah. he doesn't intervene watch again. he doesn't yeah. like yeah. to so he would send nick the original nick fury out um in this comic book um line called original sin um where they were digging into like the dark past of all the heroes so like he told something he whispered something in thor's ear and um immediately mjolnir dropped out of thor's hand and he was no longer worthy so for a long time people were like well, what did he tell thor to make him feel like he was unworthy of being thor anymore so there's a there's a lot of little seeds that they're planting and i don't necessarily know i don't think they'll use all of them but it's giving them the opportunity mm-hmm. to to do so much with it which is a great part about the show that we've talked about um quite a bit on the marco is just like there's actual mystery behind it right so yeah. mm-hmm. not yeah. just it's not the show that we can just look towards the next episode and like we know what's going to happen like we we have a feeling we can theory craft all we want but we have a good understanding of what's going on this show because they're taking liberties with the comics is very much fresh in the the fact that we don't know what's going to happen they could go one of 10 different routes that they're planning and that's what's beautiful about it. let me throw this mm-hmm. at you then since you know talk about them taking liberties and stuff um is it possible that the Bengals are their version of the negabands that's what and i had read as well so i'm they're, glad they're, you brought that up they're, you know that would link a lot of the you know captain marvel it's very captain marvel Cree heavy at this point you mm-hmm. know so i mean that would kind of just be another thing yeah um, it could be very much so there there's that and then there's also you know the when that first scene we were like what the heck was that when she got her powers she fell back into the yeah you know some people were like oh maybe that's the nord dimension you know that they mm-hmm. talked about other mm-hmm. people were like maybe that was the negative zone you know that would also kind of yeah. connect all that yeah um you know captain marvel you know get powers derived from such a thing um i, I don't know I, I think there's just a lot of a lot of clues pointing towards the Cree. Which would mm-hmm. kind of make sense. I mean, because we're gonna need Miss Mar or the Marvels eventually, and if the- all this is kind of leading up to a Kree invasion that's gonna be fought off or something, um, you know, we got secret, you know, secret invasion, invasion or whatever coming up. Coming up. Um, yep. You know, and that could that could all kind of lead us to um, the Marvels, you know, fighting off that Kree invasion mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's. A lot of clues, but we need exposition. <laughs> I, I really, I really think that this next, the next episode, um, is going to be a heavy exposition. Um, they've already said they're going to be going to her, I guess, it's her grandmother. Um, uh, yeah, they're going to be over. going to. Yes, they're yes. going to Karachi. They're actually going to go to Karachi. I think that's, that's where the second band is. I think she's going to wind up talking to her mom. <laughs> telling her mom her mom's like you know what if this is what we're doing this is what we're doing we're going to karachi like it's going to be like that moment of like mother daughter and where her daughter is going to see her mother in a different light and the same way it's like okay well i'm behind you this is what we're doing we're going for it they go to karachi that's then i think really think this next episode is going to be the heavy 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 exposition mm-hmm. um show and I'm, I'm here for it and i i love that i didn't even think about the mega bands um, yeah, that's, that's, that's such a good, and good, good. If they good go to talk. Karachi, I, you know, grandma, grandma doesn't know she has the bangle and she's using powers and stuff like that yet, right? I mean, maybe oh. grandma's like, well, no. oh, I, I have the other one, you know, yeah. kind of here you go. And yeah. that's how she gets both of them. Now, well, in, in the, the, in the comics, 
in the comics, Kamala only has one band. She does not have two. That's in the comics. So yeah, in the this comics, she only has one. But she could very well have have the second one, and it could be a mega band. That could definitely, absolutely, if they be go that route, the yeah. case. They could take now, I I love Kevin's thought about mom being supportive. I think mom knows more than she's letting on to it. Now, whether she herself put on the bangle at some point in time, I don't know. But I think she knows what it can do. I think she knows what it did to her her grandmother, who is Aisha, who's the great-grandmother, who is the one in the temple that actually found it and put it on. Um, but I think, and I think maybe this episode, we're going to get to see some more of that come out because mom, mom knows more than she's letting on. And Mm -hmm. I think she's actually, and I think that's really brought home in the scene when, when after the wedding, which we will talk about the fight scene in the wedding, when she walks into the house and, and mom is like, did you pull it? What? what's going on you can see in her face that she wants her to tell her that she put that bangle on and that she knows and i mean perhaps mom even knows because everything that we've been told in these first three episodes is that the power doesn't come from the bangle the power comes comes from from inside her yeah yeah it comes from within inside her it's very possible mom knows that's there why wouldn't mom have the same kind of power too mom's also Mm -hmm. a human it's a family gene yeah. yeah, but it's obviously something that's been passed down. And I, I personally like that. I like that they're keeping me guessing about what mom knows and how mom is going to come into play. Beautiful yeah. show. Do we Beautiful. know, do we know that the great grandmother's power was the same as Kamala's? Have they straight out said? So that's another thing too, is yeah. that with the inhumans, even if you're inhuman by... um like genetically by family your powers aren't the same yep if this bangle is a terrigen crystal or has some sort of terrigen properties in it it's it could be that the powers are different maybe the grandma put it on and turned into a horrible like lava monster or something and that's mm-hmm. why she's we still don't know what yeah what you did to forsake or disrespect you know the family and like, and stuff and like, mm-hmm. and like Kamala's mm-hmm. mom, like her only her superpower is like ma- making like a mean, mean roti and curry. Like she's like right. that's my superpower. That's all well, I got. And another <laughs> and another thing that kind of lends itself to this this divide too is when they're it's the scene before the wedding and she's talking. Uh, the, Kamala's mom is talking to one of the aunties, and she's talking about her mother didn't. So Grandma Nanny didn't come to her wedding. Why didn't she come to the wedding? why what was the problem there and maybe maybe it's because she wanted her to marry someone who was inhuman and she didn't i mean there's 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 a lot going on in those interpersonal relationships that have to do with the 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 bangle and the power set and the gin that we're not being given yet and i for one am totally here for it and i cannot wait to see i think mom's gonna play a very very important yes. role and we've not seen it yet yeah and that's so, the way indian families that. are too is that whole the, the hierarchy of like no you have to do what i say because i am your height and i i just mm-hmm. this show reminds me of all my it's just such a good show 
Yeah, and then you know, um, with the with the whole Cree invasion and everything, you know, the the Ten Rings sent off a beacon mm-hmm. somewhere. We saw in the credit scenes, and then when she put on the bangle, they got they they that was a signal sent out. Yeah, yeah Sana maybe, even says it. She says maybe, we didn't even know Kree about you until are the ones maybe the Cree are receiving that signal, and that's where we start getting that that invasion and everything. Yeah, that's know. kind of kind of the reason I think we're looking at Inhumans um, because in the Ten Rings, Captain Marvel says that she does not know yeah. what wh- what kind it's of tech it is. And she her, doesn't know. Or, yeah, you know. and the thing is, is we have to remember that Captain Marvel, Carol, was trained by the Kree for the mm-hmm. longest time until she got her memory back. So, I mean, why would she not recognize Kree tech? Mm-hmm. And so that's thing. why, yeah, that's why I think it's leading us in the direction of the Inhumans. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's rad. Now, I want to talk it. about two things before we shut this show down. One, I want to talk about, we're slowly getting pieces of her new costume. Yeah. Because like Bruno that. gives her her mask. Uh huh. So we know that at some point in time the costume is coming. Maybe the rest of it is coming from Grandma. Maybe the rest of it's coming from Nanny because Miss Marvel's costume in the comic books, and we know that we know that Iman Velari is going to wear it because we've seen the promo pictures that she's got the complete outfit. It is very traditional Pakistani garb mixed in with that superhero garb. Um, in that scene where she's looking at her mask, I do think we also need to touch on the great quote that we are given by Sheikh Abdullah, mm-hmm. um, which comes straight from the comics, comes yep. straight from her comics, where she says, how do you do good? And he says, you you aren't, it's not something you not are, thing you are. it's yeah. something you do. Yeah. So I, you know, this is another great thing that we've got with these TV shows that they've given us. There's always that wonderful quote that hits home every single time in at least one or two of them. So I love that we're piecing her, her costume together a little bit at a time. You know, we've got the bangle. Now we've got the mask. Let's get the rest of it in here and let's, let's really get her into the MCU. Very Clark Kent. Let me just, let me just throw this over my eyes. You don't know me. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I need a little more. (laughs) So let's talk about the wedding and that, fabulous fight where she's getting more and more into her powers and she's fighting to bon jovi music oh that was so great so yes, what are they we should have leaned into that bon jovi montage <laughs> way more than they did that would have been amazing the name the name of the cover band had me rolling too brown jovi that was so fun so the let's, let's the, show. It, the music is so. really wonderful it's a nice mix of of Pakistani rock and indie rock and and hip hop and then American stuff. It's very good. It's I a nice see, mixing of cultures, just like she is. I could see myself listening to this on the job site. I think I'm gonna have a new job site mix. The Miss Marvel, excellent. Miss Marvel. Wow. Marvel soundtrack. Right. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Blaze, what are your thoughts on that great fight scene that we finally got at the end of episode three? So it was. Um... I mean, it was, it was really well done. The Bon Jovi, um, the Bon Jovi mix and, and doing all that. It was interesting to see the clandestines, what the weapons that they were using, 
this mm. was another mm-hmm. another part where it had me questioning the whole Eternals angle um, because their weapons just kind of like manifested. So that guy had the, like the thing on his chest and he like hit it and then brought it out and then it turned into mm-hmm. like a, a mace or something like that. And then the one guy, it looked like he almost had like a belt or something. Yeah, he mm-hmm. took his belt off and then it was a whip. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was very reminiscent to kind of how the Eternals weapons, it didn't, it wasn't exactly how they were because they mm-hmm. weren't as like, um, like glowing with like yeah. that gold glow. Uh, but it was very reminiscent about how their, their weapons kind of materialized when they, when they brought them into um, existence. The fight itself was very uh, Jurassic Park in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, enjoyed that too. Yeah. Kev? Was, oh, wait, sorry, no, it was, go it ahead. Was, it was great. No, it was, it was, uh, I mean, it, we finally got a good fight scene in this, which is, which is a testament to the show too, because really we've only had one really good fight scene in three episodes and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's kept our attention. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's, I'm here for it. <laughs> we finally got to see her big fist. Which yeah, is a yeah. which Excellent. is a statement in the comics. Yeah, she was yeah. doing so much defensive stuff. I'm like, is she gonna use some offense here? What's up? Yeah. And then yep. Bruno uh, came in because Bruno, Bruno's the man. He's gonna stick Bruno's up for his girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she wasn't having that. So yep, yep. It was nice to see some offense finally come out of that. Small enter Scooby Gang. Seeing the fist was a very good, a very good showing of why they didn't stick to her original powers in the comics. Yes, I was thinking mm-hmm. the same thing. Visually, this looks so much yep. better than what I can imagine they try to do if they just did her original power of being yep. able to like stretch and manipulate her anatomy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, um, I mean, we still may get it eventually if the... Maybe shrinking uh, or blowing up. Yeah, if, if the bangle breaks... And there she's she has a moment where she's like, oh, I don't have powers anymore because because the Bengals destroyed or whatever. But then she realizes that the power it wasn't was inside the, you the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If we get one of those uh, little tropes in there, um, then we may get it. But I I really think that this is visually a be- a very much better way to go than trying to do the whole big fist thing on in yeah. the action. Plus, we've got um, Reed Richards coming in soon, which is essentially going to be the same same type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not as rubbery as he is. But it's just, um, yeah. And it's we've said it before. I think we mentioned on the last show that is essentially why they changed her power um, because her powers are exactly the same it's just how they manifest now yeah. in here as opposed to the way they do in the comic books and it's it's because we were we're getting read and they're the way they look visually are so similar mm-hmm. so they wanted the differentiation between it and and you know i know there were lots of hardcore fans out there who are like oh i don't like this idea this isn't good i, I was a little skeptical too because i do enjoy her power set the way it is in the comic books but i agree with Blyze completely this is turning out to be a great substitute for that, especially this fight scene where she's got the big fist, but it's just so visually cool because it's that crystallized kind of look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really dig that a lot. So, all right, guys, that's a show. Um, 
let's do let's do our grades but also i would like to see what is everybody kind of hoping for in the next couple of episodes that we're getting so give me that and then give me your grades and then we'll go from there so let me start with tyler on on our scale of a to f what's our grade for this episode and what are a you to hoping f. to see next couple mm -hmm. episodes um you know episode two you know, I'm, I'm gonna put both at them, both of them at a nice B. Um, you know, I just think that they they balanced really well. Um, they they gave us just enough to not know what's going on, but we know that we're pointing possibly pointing in you know a certain direction. And you know, we love outside of recording, we love to speculate. Boy, do we love to throw out speculation, and this shows uh it's it's helping with that, and I like that. You know. Um, that and it's just like I said, they've just been balancing everything so well. It's like watching a comic book, yet we're including things we've never seen before. And I and I said it a bunch on the last episode. It's refreshing, um, and I enjoy that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna put both episodes in a solid B. What I want to see is more of um, her brother's fiance, his new wife her little brother running around in that Hulk outfit again. Yeah. He was running around. <laughs> He's yeah. even doing in the, the Bollywood dance, dancing in the, in the dancing in the, the Hulk, Hulk costume, costume yep. like the mom had made earlier on. That yep. was so great. Very cool. Um, Very awesome. But we need we need clue we need more clues or we need answers. We need solid answers. So yeah, I want to yep. get it. Kevin, what's our grade and what are you hoping to see? So for as much stuff and grief I have been given over the past six weeks over my hatred for Obi-Wan <laughs> and everybody's saying I am too negative. I absolutely love this show. It's a day <laughs> right now. Oh, and great. People were giving me such a hard time for how much I was hating on Obi-Wan. I'm like, guys, I'm the most positive person here. I'm serious. I love this show. I don't show know. I'm pretty so positive. Oh, it's just because you're wrong. He's, he's really, really at the moment wearing a Star Wars t shirt for all of our yes! listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one show, but um, no, I, uh, I, I love this show. It is, right now, it's an A for me. Uh, next episode, I need some exposition, though. They've given me everything, yeah. they've given me enough puzzle pieces. I think this next episode, we are going to get exposition. Um, I think the hero, um, we haven't we didn't even talked about them. They kidnapped the villains, um, those, the, the whole government agency. I actually think those are good guys um, and that we're going to wind up finding that out and they're going to wind up helping Miss Marvel. Um, I think that's coming too. Because um, obviously the bad guys are going to break out. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I want to see some exposition this next episode. I need exposition. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, yeah, I'm just here for the ride. I'm having so much fun with this show. Lies, how about you? Um, so uh, last time I gave it a B. Um, I am going to raise my grade up to a B plus. Uh, I'm not there with the A yet, just because I, like Kevin said, we need exposition. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want some some resolution to all this, and I, I don't want to see them give a lot of resolution in the movie. Like, I hope this isn't just a, a big foreshadowing cliffhanger for the movie to come. Like, I want this to be a contained story within her her universe and what she's got going on. And just, 
we finish off the story and then we see her as a, a more grown hero in Miss Marvel's where she could stand her own with Carol Danvers and with Monica Rambeau. Um, so B plus for sure. It's going to get an A eventually. Um, it's a Marvel show. So I'm, I'm always here for it. Excellent. Okay. So I'm with you guys. I, I gave it, I think I gave it a B, B plus last, last time. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a B plus. I may even tip it over into A because that third episode, I really enjoyed, especially the fight scene. Um, and I'm like, you guys, I need a little bit, give me a little bit more exposition. And I will fully say the other thing that I'm really waiting for. And I really want is I can't wait to see her in her full suit. I love the suit reveals. This is how I felt during Daredevil when we finally got the Daredevil suit. You know, this is where I'm at. It's like, give it to me now! Because I love a good suit reveal. I love a good suit reveal and I'm ready for it. Yeah. So her mom's going to wind up making her the suit. Maybe. Because her mom made her a suit in the first episode and she did not like it. So her mom's going to make the suit. That's going to bring together. I like Boom, it. I call I'm, it now. I'm here for that. That's her yeah. giving her support of what she's doing too. I like it. I'm here for that. I love that. Okay, listeners, that's a show. So make sure that you check us out on all of the socials and all that good stuff. And if you have any comments or questions, or if you think we missed something in these episodes, please type it in the comments below. We love to hear from you guys. So I am Miss Geek Page Courtney, and with me is Blaze, Tyler, and Kevin. And remember, guys, keep on geeking on, and we will see you for episode four of Miss Marvel next time. Yay. You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.